0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Boiler, the podcast. And today we have a special episode featuring an interview with Joe Terado from System Era Softworks, who works on Astroneer. Take a listen. First off, say your name, what you do, and your title.
1: Uh, my name is Joe Torado and I handle all marketing and communications at Systemera and my title is Communications. That's it.
0: <laughs> Not like Madonna, just communications. Yeah. <laughs> um so we are talking about Astroneer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's one of those games that it's been amazing to watch y'all grow and watch a community grow around it. Because I think we've seen you now at like almost every little convention we've been to, and the big ones. Um, so, what's it been like for Astroneer to have this growth since launch?
1: It's been really cool. I mean, um, there was this initial like exp- explosion of you know excitement at launch, and when you have like these huge YouTubers playing your game, and you, like, you never would have thought. Um, I think I've told this story. Before, but like they were like, oh, we'll sell, you know, a couple, maybe maybe a hundred thousand units in the first year, and that'll be like great for us because we're just doing early access, and th- that version of the game was so thin, yeah. at least in their perspective, um, they had this humongous explosion that they were not expecting, and then having to then. Maintain that while also trying to find new people and new audiences it's been fun and like it's been working. So that's good
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, So for those who don't know um, Ashenir is like a science fiction mm-hmm. Adventure open world survival ish. Yes um, What separates Ashenir from the other open world, you know games out there right now?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing for us is we focus on the actual, we want, we want to make the game feel like a toy. We want it to feel like very physical and fun. Um, in a way that other games don't necessarily do, yeah. um, we have deep systems and we have really cool things, and there's a lot of breadth to what you can do. But while you're doing all that stuff, you're having a lot of like really small moments of joy of like the thing snaps together and it does the thing that you want it to do, and you come up with a crazy idea of, of a thing to power your base, and like and you go and do it and you like engineer it yourself. Um, whereas a lot of games kind of have like specific paths of you just go down this tech tree, you know, like punch a hundred trees, and then like once you're done. (laughs) You'll get all the things. Um, We don't want that. That's not something that we're really into. So the focus was to make a game that felt like a toy, felt very physical, felt like a digital version of something that you might play when you were a younger kid. And yeah, I think... Why we've been successful is because people sit down and the first time they snap something together and and it works and the first time they think oh I can just do this and it works you get those gears turning and you start to like think of all the things you can do um, and I think it's different in that way just yeah. like it 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 sparks your imagination and like your sort of creativity in a way that um, other games. Maybe don't.
0: Yeah, I mean, just watching people play and then playing on the floor and then you know playing a little bit at home. Like one of the things that I've noticed, it doesn't feel like work. And a lot of open world survival games are work. Right. <laughs> Big time work. Like, OK, I'm going to log on for the next two hours. I'm going to water my crops. I'm going to fill up my my defenses. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Right. And now all my playtime went to work. Um, how did you kind of balance? How did you all balance the aspects of, you know, keeping up power and your oxygen while also making sure that it that that creativity and that that mm-hmm. that you know it's a toy that that fun pieces is, is forward how did you find that right balance
1: i i think it, it took up some time and honestly early access really helped with that um because it was it could have it would have been very easy during early access to just like add another bigger version of the thing and you just do four times instead of doing it two times yeah um so early access really helped us figure out that like hey we can make systems that are really deep and if you want to engage with those go ahead and do it but you don't have to it's not required that you need to like farm a hundred things or like you know uh, do like missions over and over and over again just to get the kind of stuff that you want Um, I think one of our sort of ethos like well, the thing that we try and do as a team is reduce the friction of you just like having fun and trying to separate out game game fun and then just like tediousness and yeah. saying, okay, how can we get rid of the tediousness while still keeping it fun and also making it rewarding? Because if you make things really easy, it gets super easy to just say, oh, I'll take away all the, yeah. the the grinding and then like, wait, now you're not having fun because you're not enjoying like you're not succeeding at anything and you're just being given everything so we try and focus on taking out the friction that you might see in another game like something as simple as you don't press a pause menu you don't navigate through tabs to get to your inventory it's like I see the thing I want it's in my backpack all the time Um, I think yeah I think that's kind of what we try and focus on whenever we're designing a new system there are things that you have to do for sure and we have like you have to go to a certain planet to build certain things, um, but the fun of that is saying, okay, I need to find this rare resource, and then like the journey of getting there. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily about that moment of like getting the thing. It's all the fun that you're having, like you know, getting there and figuring out how to get there. So we try to focus on that versus just adding artificial, you know, yeah. blockers ahead of you that just say like no. no, no. Repeat this same thing over and over. A lot of people are playing WoW right now. Yeah. Right? Like, it's interesting. I, you know, I get why people played it, and I get why people are playing it now. But that kind of gameplay to me is just not rewarding, right? You're just, yeah. you're literally just farming things over and over and over mm-hmm. again in a way that, like, I don't know if it, I don't know if people now. Are necessarily liking it as much as they did back then you know yeah. like the rose colored glasses of that thing I think are, a lot of people are bouncing off of it and going yeah. wait I just have to kill this you know boar hundred <laughs> times um, so yeah I think we've grown as an industry since then and we're trying to like figure out cool creative ways of giving you uh, fun Avenues to play the game without just adding unnecessary friction. Yeah,
0: because I think that's another because a barrier to like accessibility to different age groups and different you know play styles, honestly. And I think that's one of the things why we fell out of our survival games, and we don't have an intention of going back because (laughs) I can't spend six hours making sure my base is defended, log off, and be completely crushed when somebody rates me. (laughs) Right. I'm past that point. I can't do it. Um, But one of the beautiful things that I've noticed at y'all's booth here at PAX is the eight there's such a wide age demographic like while we were waiting for you we saw a kid playing and a kid Mm -hmm. leave and he was super happy but then I like see adults playing and like us playing and I was like okay can we just keep digging just keep digging we don't have anywhere to go just keep digging Um, that's something beautiful and I think hitting that all ages piece is something that is really tough to pull up is that something that y'all have been cognizant of or has it changed as the game has kind of gone through this expansion and development of the community
1: definitely been something that they thought about Since the beginning, um, the founders of the company all have kids, and so they're very like active in that thing where they'll bring a build home and play with you know Brendan will bring a build home and play with his son for a little bit and see, and his son's like probably too young to play the game, but I think we try and do like I was mentioning earlier, it's like the the base level of the game, the stuff that is enjoyable to do, anyone can do it, right? Yeah, but maybe building a humongous solar farm and then <laughs> using that to power 50 research platforms or whatever is not necessarily accessible to a 4-year-old but that's okay like they yeah. can, they can still have fun doing all the basic stuff and digging and exploring and finding rare stuff and so there's kind of that like initial wave of fun stuff that's there the core of it and then there's like the ceiling which most people are not going to see anyway, and it's not uh, it's not required to do those things in order to like have a nice time. And so I think some games do that where they say all the good stuff is like over here, way up high, and a four year old is not going to reach that. Already. Yeah, um, and a, a six year old kid who maybe like their parents let them play a couple, couple hours a week isn't going to ever enjoy that fun stuff. So we try and balance like here's a thing that you can do here's a thing that you can aspire to get later and if you never get there you're still having fun like in the Mm -hmm. early game type thing so yeah it's been definitely a focus i think part of why we have a game that's nonviolent is because it's for that reason like we don't want to just make the core gameplay about just like shooting a space cow a lot of times (laughs) and like making (laughs) ham and eating ham so um yeah i think that it's the same thing it's like we get a lot of people who play with they like they they bring their kid into the game and then they start mm-hmm. enjoying it together and it's like that's what we want that's that was the whole goal the entire time so yeah um, and
0: I was I was describing the game to somebody at the, at the booth the other day or we were just talking and I was like yeah I was like the art style just kind of feels like a hug mm-hmm. like it just invites you in <laughs> like it's bright and it's warm and it's it, it's like it has like its own life and it's very it's very different when you see like I mean especially in indie games there are a whole Whole bunch and there's nothing against them whole bunch of really dark gritty metroidvanias and like everything and then you have you know Ashtonir, which is bright and and welcoming mm-hmm. and what went into kind of refining that that style and kind of making this the it's recognizable yeah like it's, it's
1: noticeable Um, That was actually something that changed in a humongous way throughout the development of the game because the first demos of the game, like the first um, vertical slices were really desolate. And it was like no multiplayer. You were a solo astronaut on a planet and like you didn't have any contact with home and you were just like, they focused on the like solo part of it? Mm -hmm. And while that was cool, it's definitely been done, right? It's definitely, you know, if you think about space in your head right now, um, it's a cold, dark, lonely place with no light at
0: all. Right? <laughs> and so,
1: is that fun? I don't know if that is. And, and I think plenty of other people have explored that side of it. And so, it was really easy. And after, after sort of seeing that initial thing and saying, "Hey, this is fun," but this has happened before, to then go, "Let's just." Own the whimsical side of the thing. Let's. Yeah. What is it? What happens if you go to a planet? And yeah, maybe it doesn't make sense that there's like super bright pinks on this thing, but like it looks good and it feels <laughs> good, and you, want, and you want to enjoy yeah. that thing. And so, um, it's just another avenue of a place where we can pull you into the game in a way that isn't. Necessarily gameplay, but still makes every moment to moment thing that you're doing really enjoyable and nice and like feel good. And so, yeah, a tree that you see or a biome that you come across, it's not changing. You're not like making that thing, but when you come across it, you're like happy. Nice. (laughs) Then you go across the horizon and you see another cool biome and another cool area. And um, at their core, they are the same thing, right? It's a color. It's different plant. It's uh, some different like attributes like wind and solar, but. Just being able to add that and really nice polish on top of that just makes you want to keep exploring all all that much more So
0: and speaking about wanting to keep exploring. Why don't we talk about some of the the new additions that are coming?
1: Um, So exploration updates coming next week really excited about this. We've actually been working on this for a long time Um, There's this really funny thing where we put we put on the, our roadmap that we were adding a personal mobility object to the game. That was like our code name for the jetpack. Um, and everyone in our community was like, it's space rollerblades. And we were like, what?
0: what? How did you get here? <laughs> yeah.
1: But also like, why don't we do that? Um, it's not space rollerblades, it's a jetpack. But I think we right now we're having a lot of fun fleshing out areas of the game that we want to have that we didn't yeah. necessarily have before. And so Ashenir is a very like home base experience. There's so many things to do but the core gameplay loop is like exploring a little bit further and then coming back and then exploring a little bit further than that and then coming back to your home base. Um, Otherwise you have to build a lot of infrastructure just to do the the core stuff in other places. So this thing focuses on like you're a nomad. You can do all of those things but on the go you don't necessarily have to build a lot of infrastructure because some players love that but some like don't want to. They don't want to build you know 10 solar panels again to do the same thing and so well like I said we're just we now have a lot of room to just say hey here's an area that's unexplored for us that we wanted to do let's just go for it and so this this entire update's focused on um, letting you get around the world easier letting you explore further without a lot of friction and um, yeah and then like trying a different play style trying to you know get out there and see more things that maybe you haven't seen before there's a lot of data actually from internally of where like most players don't ever leave the first planet like yeah. they're just there and that's like i get why your home is there everything you know is on that planet <laughs> and so we're trying to encourage a lot of people to say hey, they just you can go further and it's go okay. out of state
0: for college yes exactly. <laughs> we're
1: trying to kick people out of the nest
0: <laughs> we'll always be here you can come back yes but <laughs> this place is
1: not going anywhere so yeah
0: do you have any huh you always like to you always like to ask like one question. So you kept taking all my
2: questions. <laughs> See, I was prepared. Well, that's why I said, "Can I have the list?" So I knew what you were going to ask, so I oh. could interview him with my questions. Like two of those, I just added because yeah. it made sense <laughs> to what he was talking about. But that's fine. Um, I will say, um, I guess obviously you kind of touched on a bit, but kind <clears> of. <throat> trying to think outside of this what were some of the challenges of like making just an exploration game with like just yourself so you didn't feel lonely in the game
1: um I think the art style was definitely a big layer of that where um if you have that dark, desolate thing, you, you just put that emotion on the player. But there's a lot of different layers there too, where like our music is pretty lighthearted, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the like w- way we talk about the game and like how the all the visuals and um a lot of time we describe the game as like the art style is a mixture between um like play playmobil, like kids' toys, yeah. but then also like IKEA and NASA together. Yeah. <laughs> um and so even all of those kinds of things, it's like you you're interacting with a thing that feels very lighthearted um and you don't you don't have that existential like dread of like I'm by myself in space because you're like oh I'm having fun here and everything's safe <laughs> and if I want to be in danger I'm opting into that and I'm not like it's not coming for me right there's no creepers coming into your base to like blow everything up um, so every th- it's hard to answer because like every layer of it was intentionally made to get away from that original prototype the original demo which was cool but definitely gave you a lot of s- scary stuff yeah i guess they're starting
2: no we got we got an hour yeah
1: oh yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so i was Is like this thing still recording yes yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: yes well i was getting nervous Yes. Yeah, sweet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I do have a question. As you talk about
1: the variety of play styles, whether you want to stay here, um, what is your play style that you prefer? Um, I've said this before. I'm like a weird uh, underground cave dweller. I love, <laughs> I love, the, I love that I can... it's weird because that's actually I was talking to someone about this yesterday and they were like that's actually what we'll do in space eventually like we're not gonna build walls on top of a planet we'll use the planet itself to like shield us from radiation shield us from all the harsh you know sort of stuff and so my play style is get underground find a nice big (laughs) cavern that like has a lot of room for me to grow into and then I still need solar power, right? I still need wind power, but I just pipe all that stuff in from the surface. Um, I love that part of it, and I love the challenge of that. Um, but I also, when I first started playing the game, I I was the opposite, and I was like, I want to have a mountain, you know, top thing where I could see everything. Um, It was a little more dangerous then because, you know, we didn't have a jetpack and we didn't have anything like that. And so building the infrastructure to go up a mountain meant like switchbacks that were like really (laughs) annoying. And then like if you drive your rover off a cliff, now you're completely um, in a bad spot. So, yeah, I'm I'm more focused on I like home base and I like infrastructure and I like setting challenges for myself that are. Um, other people might look as more like engineering type and I just love that idea of like I have my switches and then we added like the thing where I could siphon power between things and so say oh <laughs> it's nighttime, and I I like know that it's nighttime. let so me switch to wind power that kind of thing I feel so.
0: like you two would get a long plane in a game honestly <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you have not made it to the other planets no I have I mean, I mean because you know to make the splitter you need a certain resource which is over there but I only do it just to get the
0: <laughs>
1: or um um, in my most recent playthrough, I was like, I really like the cave layer on a specific planet and so I like want to make my home there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to bootstrap myself, going to get myself over to Glacio, and then I'm going to go underground um, <laughs> on the Tundra planets. That way I can be warm and like sit- chill in this biome that's like really cool. So, yeah.
2: So I guess for people that play survival games, I'm sure you get to ask a lot about, so kind of like what is the end goal
1: is there an end goal yeah so at 1.0 we added this whole it's not like it's not a narrative it's not like a story it's more like high high level goals that like you get breadcrumb throughout the world so we don't explicitly push you towards those things um i think we we definitely were focused on like it's a sandbox game like you should have fun there but we also get like i said earlier we're trying to get to different play styles and reach more people and so there are people who don't Want that they want to have a waypoint, right? They want to have a goal that like is explicit. And so we added these like huge structures into the world that are built into the narrative of Bastionier and the fiction of it. And we don't explicitly like tell you much about them. You're just kind of like going through and you you might run across one in your normal gameplay and then go like, wait, what is that? Let me go like poke it and like, <laughs> see what it is and you know is it dangerous is it scary we don't necessarily tell you um, and so that thing ends up if you interact with it once it starts to tell you more about all of them in the whole like area and then there is like eventually uh, a culmination there where like there's credits and there's like an end cutscene and stuff so there is you can like quote unquote beat the game um, but. It doesn't mean that like the game's over. It just means that like you you did that one really long mission, and then you can get back to like now doing the other stuff. So, we like doing that. It's not necessarily something that we wanted or thought about in the beginning, but realized that like yeah, there are millions of people out there who aren't just gonna like make engineering goals for themselves. So like let's let them have fun and um, push towards that goal, and then yeah, the content.
0: And on the show floor, the demo has the camera. Is that coming, or is yeah. that already in it? A- so
1: that'll be in the expiration update okay, too. Awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, really stoked about that
0: because yeah. <laughs> we ha- so
1: we had that update this summer, which was like tied to the Apollo um, mm-hmm. LM thing and. We added the camera on there, kind of as like a fun commemorative moment. It's like, hey, take a photo with the lander, which is on our moon in the solar system. And afterwards, we realized, like, wait, we have this technology now. We built it. You just press a button, and it takes a photo. Like, <laughs> we can put that on a thing, and then you could take it anywhere. And so we'll we'll continue iterating on that thing. But we realized. You know, going back to the art style thing, we have a beautiful game, yeah. uh, a lot of scenic stuff, and we had no real way for you to like document your adventures. And we still do it in our own way. It's like not just like press F twelve or whatever. Yeah. It's like you put the camera down, you set it there, deliberately set up your scene, and then, like take a photo. So, um, yeah, same thing. It's like we saw an opportunity to expand on the game, and we just like went for it. So.
2: So we have the, so the exploration update is the jetpack, the camera, and is there anything yeah. else? Yeah, so there's,
1: a, there's a, a bunch of platforms and modules um, and like storages that you can use that like are fit into into your backpack, so there's a lot of focus on like... I can take this thing and I can put a packager on it and it'll fold down into a one-slot item that you can then put in your backpack and take with you. Um, the big, the biggest one there, I think, is we added, like, we were trying to figure out how to make, like, a tent in the game, but you can't really do that mm-hmm. in space. And so we made this, like, um, basically uh, smaller version of the habitat that's movable. And it you, like, set it on the ground. It does this really cute animation of, like, <laughs> and it expands. Um, it's like your space... Um, pod and that thing is how you explore and build infrastructure like easily so that thing folds into a, a box that goes in your backpack and so you go to the top of a mountain you bring a couple of tools with you you set that thing up you don't have to put a tether line that goes from your base all the way up the mountain <laughs> because that thing generates oxygen so you can, like set it down put a couple of tethers set up your thing get what you need to get and then like pack all that up in your backpack and let's go so that's like the fiction of it at least, but um, yeah, we added that, I'm trying to think what else, there's a couple of, oh, we added a small item, but I like, I really love this, <laughs> um, we added glow sticks to the game. Oh, that's uh, cool. Like expiration glow sticks, so you like yeah. put them on your backpack <laughs> and while you're running you just like press a button and it like cracks it and like puts it on the ground and st- sticks it there. And they only last for, I think it's a couple of minutes, but same sort of idea. Yeah. like maybe I don't want to burn a bunch of tethers getting down here and then have to pick them all up. It's like, no, I'll just drop a glow stick. It'll run out. It will give me all of the benefits of like having a light and not losing my way yeah. without having to commit to building a bunch of things and then pulling them out when you realize like oh wait this cave's a dead end or like uh this doesn't have what I want so yeah. same sort of idea like lighter um less friction items that can like l- allow you to just keep going and they're super cheap cheap, and easy to make Like, requires a very plentiful resource so yeah and we're going to expand on all of that stuff too so
2: mm-hmm. so I don't really have a last question but I do like to say one of my main things that I wrote up about this game obviously we already talked about it, it's the fact Are no weapons and just based on exploration. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say that is amazing. I like, I really enjoy that. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah.
1: It's funny because when they first were pitching the idea, I wasn't there, I didn't work at the time. They told me, like, when they were first pitching the idea to people, people were like, You're insane. You're going to make a space game without guns? Like, you're going (laughs) to make a space game without like aliens that you can like shoot? I'm like, Yeah, actually. And And it did create a challenge for sure. Like, a lot of games rely on combat and rely on, um, you know, destruction to dest- destruction of life specifically to make the game. That's the yeah. focus of it. And then everything else is kind of just built on top of that. And. We wanted the game to be really accessible, and we wanted it to be realistic, right? Like, if I landed on a new planet in a new galaxy, I wouldn't l- get out of my spaceship and start shooting everything.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would be, like, doing science. I would be, like, trying to figure out what is
1: going on. If you saw, like, a space cow dog, you wouldn't take your laser out and blow it away. You'd be like, <laughs> I need to learn about this. I need to understand. it. I um, would try
0: to make it my pet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and live with it and figure out how to give it the best life. Possible.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and so I think, it, um, you know, it's easy for developers to just f- sort of fall into that trope and people like it and they know it. But for us, it just didn't make sense at all, like actually from the fiction of it. But then also, like, philosophically, we're just not into that idea, yeah. of like forcing ourselves to do what everyone else does. And so um, our founder, uh, one of the founders, like the, the general manager on the team, he Always talks about how we tried to, we picked like a couple things that we wanted to do and like could do the hardest version of those things. And one of those was the procedural generation thing, especially considering like our planets are spherical and there's gravity yeah. all the way around and it's simulated in that way. Um, that's one of them. The UI thing, diegetic UI, it's like super difficult to make it physically in the game because it's, it's very easy to just make a square with boxes and <laughs> you just drag <laughs> things over, right? Um, but that's boring and it's not and fun. And it's kind of, it's
0: immersion breaking and yes. in surviving and in a lot of survivors, it's like clunky. Yes, and huge and
1: there's it, so it many pulls items you out of it. Yeah. It um, that's another thing, right? Like all of our items are visually quite distinct, so that way you don't have to like know you don't have to like know some really bespoke random term. You can just go like the game is telling me I need the red thing. Okay, I'll get the red thing and I'll bring it over <laughs> here and I'll plug it in, and then it boom, it works. Um, yeah, I mean, we added definitely had more resources in 1.0 just for that like depth of content. But even then, they all have really distinct looks. They all have like yeah. makes sense in the fiction of of space, and so it created it created a challenge because. Yeah. Doing that in a physical space means like eventually you're just going to have too many items and you don't have a place to store them, which is why a lot of other games just say like, oh, you just press a pause menu and then the thing is just numbers, right? It's just yeah. like a picture with a bunch of numbers next to it. Um, that's the easier way to go. And that's why people do it. And a lot of people like that kind of thing, but, you know, not interested in like having five menus to scroll through and then like (laughs) plug a thing in here and drag it here and play the jigsaw game and some people like that stuff too that's just not interesting and
0: other people download mods to auto sort their inventories exactly (laughs) how many many
1: survival games have you played that have mods that make the ui completely different (laughs) and much more friendly it happens all the time um and then wait what was the other what was the last really difficult thing we did there's so many of them um
2: <laughs>
1: I, and then the combat thing right yeah. so um yeah whenever we talked about that it was like we got to figure out a way to make this fun without having that that layer of it that is just mindless slaughtering of whatever it is and we actually still have, we have certain moments where we have to reconcile that with the planet itself because the planet is a not non-renewable resource in the yeah. game and you're walking around with your space, you know, vacuum, and you're destroying the terrain <laughs> and cutting down trees and that kind of thing. Um, and we've gotten that feedback before, and I think it's it's definitely something that we're like looking at and saying, like, hey, how can we build? How can we scratch that itch for people to say you can still do all the things? And yeah, you might dig up some soil, but like you're replenish it, or you can yeah. um, make sure that you can play the game without having to destroy the trees if that's like something that you don't want yeah. to do. So yeah. And
0: This is more of a comment than a question, but it's one of those things that like when we look at like exploration as a whole or how we interact with our environment, how we interact in, in, in the real world, a lot of it is about destruction a Mm -hmm. lot of it is what can we force this thing to do to us what can we you know what do we get out of that thing and a lot of that that wonder and that conservation is kind of like it's falling by the wayside and I I do think games like the Gastronier and and Astroneer Astroneer really helps build that sense of exploration and that curiosity Mm -hmm. and you're also especially because you do have an all ages group like you're reinforcing in kids like explore yeah work with it you don't like i did not like killing penguins for polymer i hated it so much like i don't mind combat in my games like don't make me kill the cutest thing that there is and then give me more if it's a baby one like no like i don't like that um but it's also like and, and sometimes it's a reality you know but also those things aren't renewable right and I, I, I'm definitely really happy that near in the same way Matt is like it's about exploration like it's kind of reinforcing that
1: That yeah. idea. Yeah, definitely not interested in having that be a core <laughs> tenant the game yeah. For sure um, and and that's also why we've taken our time to add like actual um, Fauna to the game. Yeah, there's none right now. There's all like, ag- There's some flora and like there's aggressive kinds and then there's normal ones, but um it's, on, it's definitely there, and we're trying to figure out and working on ways to have it be really cool and enjoyable and fit within the, the sort of fiction of the game yeah. without having it be like, I enslave all of the <laughs> you know space dinosaurs, and I make them do my bidding.
2: Like,
1: um, we want to always approach it from the science angle of like, yeah. if I were to do this thing, what would I actually do next? Um, yeah. And we can't. Do all of those things but we can do a lighter version of that that makes you feel like you're doing science you're doing things that are helping humanity or uh, you know um the, the the world that you're in and not just like exploiting everything so
2: okay.
1: we actually used to have the word exploit in our the first pitches of the game were more of like it was a gold rush it was like yeah. you're getting you're going to these far-flung places to the, because it's like the 25th century gold rush type thing and same sort of idea was like yeah. ah, don't really know if we like that yeah. you know? and we completely changed the whole tone and idea to say you're not explo- exploiting this thing you're actually here um, to do science and learn about it and yeah. there's a bit of friction there and I don't want to give too much away because <laughs> the company you work for <laughs> um, is a space you know um basically a huge corporation thing and so there's a bit of that there that we have explored and we'll continue to do because like I like that idea where in the future I mean we're seeing it now in space companies they are private companies are becoming the people who are doing the Doing the having the most gains in their technology and, and getting further and further out and I have a feeling that that's not going to change. You know? yeah. Governments and, and where, the, where there is red tape there's going to be sort of stagnation in technology and people who just have a lot of money can just move way faster and so do we trust that the people who are in charge of there are not going to exploit space? I don't know. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, and that part that fiction is really interesting to us so I think it's something that we'll explore more of in the future. Awesome.
0: Well that's cool. that's all we have. I mean cool. if you wanna, you know, tell everybody when when the exploration patch is coming, update yeah. is happening, and then where they can find you and where they can get, you know, find Astroneer.
1: Yeah, Space is the is the website that has all the links to things. I
0: did not know that it was dot space. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they were looking for domain names and it was like, wait, dot space is available? Okay, let's do that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so that's the website, uh Astroneer Game on all the social media stuff. Um the Expiration updates coming out on the 4th which is this coming Wednesday Um, and that'll be for both platforms and then also next week I think it'll be within the next like two weeks we're going to update our roadmap which which will basically lay out all of the updates for the rest of the year Um, we said during early access that we were going to do like just keep updating the game for free basically because we're still selling a lot of units and we're still like it's still staying popular we were in like the top um, last in the summer sale we were like number one for a couple days yeah. so
0: and it was amazing to watch you guys win fan uh, uh, choice band choi- or yeah. the voice oh, I was players. Like, players players voice players, yes, players, yes. players yes. voice at South by Southwest like yeah. that was that was amazing we were so amazing. surprised <laughs> by that
1: it was like I mean we were really happy to be at South by um but to go there and promote the show obviously and then yeah. like have a bunch of people show up with our gear on and like have influencers come up and be like, Oh, I streamed your game. I'm like of course I, I know that. I saw you <laughs> um was amazing. And like yeah. then we went to the Webbies after that and won a bunch of those and our community like rallied behind us. So yeah, it's we're doing well. And so that means we don't have to change our business model and we yeah. can just keep updating the game for free, knowing that there's new players coming in. Um, yeah. it's Kind of off the wall. I feel like other companies right now would say, "Hey, we have an, a captive audience of two million plus people who have purchased this. How can we get more money? You know, yeah. How can we like add more ways for them to buy things?" And that's smart, but ethically, you know, we're a small team. We are just happy to be here. Eventually, we'll have to figure out a way to. Do. I talk about some time where it's like, if you bought the game in 2016 for 19.99. And it's 2020 maybe we should try and figure out a way (laughs) for you to spend a little more money yeah um as a business to sustain ourselves but right now we're not in that position and we don't have to so you know we'll figure it out later but anyway a bunch of free content for the end of the year well there's a humongous update that i can't say talk much about that will launch on november 15th with playstation um the one thing that will be in there is dedicated servers which really stoked about Yeah. yeah so we're working with um and they're going to be providing our servers, um, and you can just like in the game, rent one, and then just like jump in and invite your friends, and that will always be running, which is cool. So that plus a humongous update, which we'll talk about next week. Um, yeah, I'm just super excited to just like keep adding more fun stuff, making people happy, and selling more copies, and you know all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically the rest of the year for us. Awesome. Well, cool. well
2: thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much.